guys, welcome to episode 127 of a wrestling gal podcast, providing you with a female perspective on all things wrestling. Join me, your host and wrestling enthusiast, Ella J. As today, I am joined by the princess of perfection, Savannah Summers. Now let's chat. Hello, everybody. Today I am joined by the Princess of Perfection, Savannah Summers. So how are you doing today, Savannah? I'm great. Thanks so much for having me. Well, firstly, how have you stayed positive during this crazy last year in the world? I feel like it's actually not much has changed for me. Mm -hmm. So it's not been too hard to stay positive. Things are still going pretty smoothly over here, especially in little old Adelaide. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I can't complain too much. I, um, I'm not a big going out sort of person Mm -hmm. anyway. So staying at home has been fine. (laughs) Fair enough. I'm not much of a going out person either. So I've been okay being at home and just work. So I'm glad we can relate on that. Absolutely. Now, in terms of staying positive and motivated, is there any songs or music artists that pump you up or lift your spirits? Oh, this is a bad question for me. I'm not much of a music person. Really? Okay. Is Is it probably not something you get people saying very often, but I'm pretty honest, instead of just making up answers, I really don't listen to music much. <laughs> I'm, um, I'm more of a TV and movie sort of gal, and I'll, uh, I'll just throw on some uh, YouTube why I work out or something and, and watch that rather than listening to music. So, yeah, I guess that's a bit odd, but <laughs> that's me. Well, then in that case, is there any um, feel-good films or television shows then that you specifically enjoy watching during those workouts, like you said? Um, I would say most of the time I'm just really into, like, crime documentaries and, you know, like, true crime and and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I get really into that. And there's so much on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I can just go for for ages or Netflix I got both so I just I just go between them both that's probably my go-to when I'm when I run out of the series I'll go to Netflix and I'll go through a series in like two days so I always just resort back to true crime until something something new comes up Okay, that's so funny that you mentioned that because I'm the literal same way it will start out (laughs) on YouTube as like watching I don't know if they have like dateline where you are or like a some true crime a series there or mystery and then all of a sudden it's like three hours later and you've gone down this rabbit hole that you didn't expect to happen (laughs) but it's definitely is really really not fun but intriguing I guess is the right word (laughs) it is it is and you have all these ideas of like if this ever happened to me Mm -hmm. this is what I would do and you know you're learning at the same time Are you one of those people, too, that you watch it when it's, like, late at night or dark out and then, like, why are you doing this to yourself? Because then you get scared by it. You're like, oh, no, maybe I shouldn't be watching this this late at night. 
I definitely watch it late at night, but it doesn't scare me. I'm not okay. um, I'm not easily scared, so that's probably a good thing. And I have two dogs, so they keep me mm. safe. They um, they'll bark if they hear any noises, so that's always handy or scary if I hear them barking. I'm like, why? What's there? <laughs> uh, what kinds of dogs do you have? I have two dash hounds, so <gasps> sausage dogs. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Adorable. They're the best. They're the best. Yeah, I love them. They're my world. <laughs> Now, you've also spent some time valeting when you first started out in the business. So if you could have any celebrity be your valet or manager for the night, who would it be and why? Oh, that's a good question. Um, Celebrity, maybe someone like Lady Gaga. She would be fun. She would really amp up the crowd and get into it. And I can imagine her being really flamboyant and like really loving it and being loud. She'd be good. She'd hype you up definitely definitely <laughs> although she might steal your thunder a bit it wouldn't you i wouldn't mind no. okay I fair wouldn't enough mind. i wouldn't mind i really wouldn't it'd be fine <laughs> fair enough now you are known as the princess of perfection like we said but how much of a perfectionist are you in real life if at all um yeah i am quite a bit of a perfectionist um like when it comes to my outfits i'm very much like you know colors that have to go with other colors you can't mix and match patterns can't clash um i'm like that in the ring as well i always have new outfits i make my own outfits so i like to have like a new outfit nearly every show and i mean it's a lot of work but i just can't help it i wear it like two or three times and then i'm like it's too much i need something new So, uh, yeah, it's uh, a lot of work, but it's something I pride myself on and and I think it makes me stand out a little bit, which is always good. So, yeah, I can't help it. It's just who I am. (laughs) Now, what's the longest you've ever spent on making a wrestling gear or any outfit of any sorts? I try not to spend too long. Once I get started, I try to just get stuck in. But in saying that, I mean, I have outfits that have been sitting half done in my room for like for years that, Mm -hmm. you know, that I get started on. And if they're not urgent, I'll just be like, I'll get back to that. And then I get others come in because I do lots of people's outfits. So then I get other orders come in and then I do them. And then I just forget about these other ones because I have like ideas. I come up with like, lucha gear ideas and I'll start making something just for being creative and then it just gets forgotten about because it's not urgent it's not for anything in particular so um I I have some that have been sitting there for years but I'll get to them eventually but usually if I have an outfit that's being made for a show um I will just get to and get it done like I've got a I've got a show next weekend um Mm -hmm. that I'm wrestling for a championship belt yeah. and I wanted a new outfit. So I, I basically just spent all day Sunday, um, just made the whole outfit, got it done and it looks awesome. So I've got a new outfit to wear for my championship match. So I'm excited. Now, do you make the wing pieces too for your wing out Wednesdays and that stuff? Do you make all um, of that too? No, I don't. Okay. I definitely just order those online because okay. it's it's just cheaper, I would say, mm-hmm. than buying the fabric and doing it myself. Um, but I have been contemplating getting one and adding some sequins or something to mm-hmm. it and just blinging it out a little bit. So I might do that in the future, but I feel like that it would just take me so long. I just mm-hmm. don't know if I want to do it. <laughs> yeah, it's so time consuming. Like I've done it some bit dazzling before, but I can't imagine like the wingspan of those things. Yes, and I feel like it might weigh it down a yeah. bit too. Yeah. <laughs> 
yeah, that's what's making me go. It might just be way too time consuming. Like sequins, it'll look awesome, but mm -hmm. it'll take so long because it is, they are really big. So mm -hmm. I don't know, maybe one day. <laughs> Now, as of this recording, it is currently Wing Out Wednesday, as you like to call it. So can you tell <laughs> us how exactly you came up with Wing Out Wednesday and your name of the butterfly? Um, so basically, I, I've been wrestling for a very, very long time. Yes. And I... I kind of um, pulled back for a little while because um, I've been, oh, sorry, my dogs. It's okay. Um, <laughs> I've been with the same company for a really long time and I felt like uh, I was getting a little bit stale, you know, mm -hmm. like I'd, I'd done everything and everyone was kind of getting sick of me. I'm sure they weren't, but that's just how I felt. So I, um, I had a little bit of time off and then I felt like I needed like a rebirth. Like I needed to come back and, and be a little bit different and jazz things up a little bit. So I just thought the butterfly was really good. It was like, you know, coming out of my cocoon and, and like a rebirth from like the caterpillar into the butterfly kind of thing. So that's where it came from. I like that. Very yeah. like coming out of your shell and not only in life, but in wrestling as well. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> Evolving. Now, you mentioned earlier, too, when we were talking about your gear, how you love doing lucha, too. I also understand that you have an alter ego named Venus. So how do you actually decide when to bring Venus, the lucha lady, out for a performance? Is it only in certain instances or how do you decide when to bring her out instead of Savannah? Um, so uh, Venus, I don't usually talk about her. <laughs> so that's that's a different question, but that's good. Um, usually, I've actually. I was teaming up with a group called the Rude Ones. They had mm -hmm. been around for years. And yeah. then I, that's sort of when Savannah pulled away a little bit and I wanted a bit of a change. Mm -hmm. So I joined them as my alter ego and we just did like a, a team thing for a little while. And uh, about a year and a half, two years maybe now, um, they they both stepped away from wrestling. Mm -hmm. And so I really haven't brought venus out since they've stepped away mm -hmm. i i've sort of am still hoping that they will both come back mm -hmm. and we can do the team of the rude ones again because i love working with those boys like i they're the best and mm -hmm. um i love them but they're both getting older and i understand they both have families now and you know i don't so <laughs> i'm still in wrestling mm -hmm. but um I understand, but I know they're still keen. So hopefully they will come back and, and I can bring out Venus again. But at the moment, I'm just sort of letting her sit while, while um, they're not there and, and I'm happy to go back and, and be Savannah and, and do my new thing. So she's waiting in the wings, you could say? <laughs> yeah, basically. <laughs> and, I mean, if anybody really wants to use her, they can ask and I'm sure I'd, I'd bring her out. But I kind of feel like I'm betraying the rude ones mm -hmm. if I bring her out by herself. Like I, I almost need them there, like their permission to to bring her back out. No, I understand that completely. You want to yeah. like, keep it kind of sacred. I get that. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> now, who are some of your Lucha style inspirations or influences in wrestling then since Venus is the Lucha lady? <laughs> oh, I couldn't. Oh, I couldn't really tell you. There's too many. and like it's oh it's hard there I I would say uh, there's probably someone like you guys you might not know but there's a guy called Astro that I met many years ago and I really I really followed a lot of his stuff we worked together in Macau for a while 
Mm-hmm. Um, it was a, there was a few guys that I met there from, um, from Mexico, but they're not really in the bigger promotions. So it's harder, but I'd give him a bit of credit. He really, um, like trained me a bit in the Lucha style while we were in uh, Macau, which was really nice. Um, considering I've only really ever done, you know, from Australia training and just yeah. looking, you know, watching what they do. Um, so it was nice to actually learn from someone directly while I was there. So give him some credit. <laughs> now, throughout your history of watching and competing within the wrestling industry, which you said has been for well over a decade now, about 15 years. So yeah. who do you think is the most entertaining to watch, whether it be for their character or their in-ring ability? Um, boys and girls? Or- <laughs> yeah, could be both. Uh, could be both. Okay. I, um, at the moment, I'm, I really... I'm into uh, Shayna Baszler. Mm-hmm. I love watching her. I just think um, when I watch her, she's so believable. Mm-hmm. Like I really think she's going to like beat the shit out of people. And <laughs> I think that's, she's just very honest. I think her, her gimmick is just her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it's, um, it's very entertaining to me. I do think I really enjoyed her probably more when she was in NXT, but I'm still loving her on the main roster and I still hold out hope that she's going to have like, a good singles run and do something like really good. Um, And with the men, I probably, I really enjoy watching um, Daniel Bryan. Uh, Like I know he, he sort of disappeared for a little while there, obviously, but um, I still just get, he just really draws me in. Like he's so passionate and it really makes me just want to watch him. And um, I don't get that with everyone. Some people you think they're just out there going through the motions, but every time he's out there, he, I really feel like he's, you know, putting everything into it. And it really makes me like entertained. I think it's very refreshing that you bring up Shayna because I was actually the opposite. I was one who didn't prefer her in NXT. I think her coming (laughs) up to the main roster, though, she's kind of expanded her character past this really serious, intense person. And we've seen with her and Nia, they've kind of done some new comedy stuff, even with like our truth on Raw Talk and stuff like that. And she's expanded her character past being so intense all the time. But it is so to me, that's really refreshing. Um, it just adds a whole nother element to her character, but she still is that tough, you know, submission holder. So I think her being on the main roster, she's just added a new uh, layer to her character, which is really refreshing and new for her. And I think she kind of had to, because Mm -hmm. I think on NXT, she could just be the dominant one. She was the champ. So she could just dominate and come across that way. But going up to the main roster, and if you want longevity, you really can't be like that, can you? Mm -hmm. You have to be able to, like, work both sides. So I think that's probably a good thing. I just wish she, you know, she'd get a singles push. But, Mm -hmm. you know, back in NXT as well, I really didn't like her to begin with, but she grew on me. I think once she got the belt, she really grew on me because I was like, I really like this girl. She's really killing bitches out there Mm -hmm. and I really liked it. And then I just, yeah, now I'm just a big fan and I really hope um, good things for her in the future. Yeah, she was very, very dominant in NXT. And like you said, it's important to evolve your character too, especially getting a call up like that to the main roster. Yeah, Yeah, definitely. Now, is there any match stipulation that you'd like to tackle that you haven't yet in your career? Oh, I'm not sure. I, every time I get the opportunity 
to do uh, like a gimmick match, I always try to do something I haven't done um, <laughs> because I really want to tick them all off the yeah. list if I can. So, um, yeah, the last one I did, I only had one a few weeks ago and it was an I quit match. And um, I got really lucky because the girl that I was um, I was wrestling, she had never done any gimmick matches whatsoever. So she was like, whatever you want to do. So I was like, can we do this? I haven't done this one. <laughs> so mm -hmm. that was good. And, um, and it went really well, so I was happy. But I've never never done uh, maybe last woman standing mm -hmm. that could be good that'd be a lot though mm -hmm. <laughs> I have to work on my cardio before I did that but it would be nice to be able to tick it off the bucket list for sure I love last like last woman standing or last man standing matches because you yeah. can put in a mix of like innovation because there are basically like no count out uh, well you know what i mean no yeah. disqualifications is the wording i'm looking for yeah. and so yeah. you can bring in a mix of like weapons and innovation and like that but also a lot of hard-hitting moves that sometimes yeah. we don't see because you got to keep your opponent grounded so i feel like it's yeah. a good mix of stuff yeah i like it i like it it's a good one now, you mentioned earlier you have worked a lot with Riot City Wrestling in Australia. So do you have any favorite memories from your time spent with this promotion? Um, yeah, I've been with Riot City since its inception. Mm -hmm. So, um, I mean, I have all of the memories from yeah. Riot City. <laughs> but um, but I, probably like some of my really um, good memories are way back when I first started and before we had any other women. And so the boys would always try to get me involved as much as they could. And I remember refing a few matches here and there. And and then I did obviously did the valeting and stuff. Mm. So um, just all of that kind of stuff. Like, you know, looking back at it, we get all these new people coming through the doors and, and I always have these stories and they're like, oh, my God, you've just been around forever. And I'm like, I really have. I really, really have. <laughs> But it's nice. <laughs> it's got to feel good too. How does it feel to kind of, like you said, talk to all those all these people coming in? Do you feel like what's the word? Old? <laughs> no. Do you feel kind of privileged as a veteran? Like, how does it feel to be a veteran in a locker room like that? It's really nice um, to to help, uh, especially the girls coming through. I really love being able to show them the way and and teach them the things that like I didn't have anyone there to teach me like mm -hmm. the boys did everything that they could but there's so many things I look back at now and I'm like nobody ever told me this mm -hmm. or no one ever showed me this and and so I always really try to help the women and and show them the way or explain things to them the way I wish things were explained to me because yeah I just didn't have that which I think is like um the way the universe sort of wants it to be they're like there was no one there and that and the universe sort of threw me into it so I would be there now to bring mm -hmm. all these new women through that's got to be really mm -hmm. empowering to to uh share your knowledge and what and advice with people to come up especially as you said you are an established veteran so it's got to be a really cool feeling to help others but while also building yourself up with the new generation yeah, I I absolutely love it. I I definitely do. And um I think it's one of the big reasons that keeps me around now. I I really love helping the new girls and 
I love it when you can help them and then they come mm-hmm. to you and they're like, you know, they're so grateful and thankful or they like when I get to have um, a first match with someone and they come and thank you and, you know, they're so like genuinely like um, grateful that you've like put them, like taken them through that and made it easier for them to like, you know, transition into the ring and actually having matches on shows and and it just makes me so happy. So it de- I think it definitely keeps me around. It's great. Now, switching gears here, as someone who has never been to Australia, is there any spot or site you would recommend for someone to me, maybe around Adelaide where you're based, that I've never been there? Is there any spot or site that you would recommend for someone like me to go see? Um. I mean, it, there's really not too much in Adelaide, okay. but if you came, if you came down, I would say Glenelg. Glenelg is like um, just like down at the beach, and we have some amazing beaches. So Glenelg's lovely. If you want to, if you went down there, there's like some great shopping, and then obviously the beach. It's just beautiful. So I would definitely recommend going there, or even like we are known for our wine. Mm-hmm. So I would say go to the um, vineyards and like you know do a do a wine tasting tour or something um that's definitely the things to do in Adelaide so yeah definitely would suggest that now are there any secret gems or places you've discovered while traveling throughout all of Australia as a whole oh not really I was gonna say I when I travel it's usually for wrestling and it's in and out so quickly but uh (laughs) but I did go to um Ayers Rock not not too long ago and that was absolutely amazing that's um it's like right in the center of Australia basically and it's beautiful and there's so much to do there it's only small but um it's just beautiful like I would definitely suggest going there to anyone you can't climb the rock anymore they banned it but (laughs) I I don't think that that's a bad thing um they had a lot of accidents there and stuff and it's sacred land so I don't think Mm -hmm. it's a bad thing that they've banned it but it's still beautiful to go and see it and there's so many other things to do there as well so Mm -hmm. yeah definitely airs rock now beyond the scope of wrestling what do you think has been the best piece of advice you've received not in wrestling but in life in general that has stuck with you um don't try to please everybody um you've got to make yourself happy and trying to please everybody else won't get you anywhere. Like, you know, as much as other people will have opinions, um, try not to let them affect you. You know, everyone's going to have an opinion and it's their opinion and it's their problem. It's not yours. It's hard, especially to, as for me, I don't know, maybe it just goes back to being a perfectionist and stuff because I am that too. It really is hard not to please everybody, but I think you get to a certain point in life where you, you, you're just focused on your own stuff and you can't please everybody. And as long as you're proud of your own work and you know, you've put your full energy and time and like dedication to it, I feel like that's all it comes down to. Maybe that's just me. I don't know. (laughs) No, no, absolutely. And I think it's, it is like an age thing. I think as I've got older, I've definitely stopped worrying so much about what other people think. And I still like, I'll still care. Like I still Mm -hmm. listen and, and maybe take it into consideration. But in the end, I think as long as I'm happy, I, you know, I'll do what I want to do. And that's the main thing. As long as I'm not hurting anybody. Oh no, absolutely. Definitely don't (laughs) want to do that. I get you. No, that's it. That's it. 
Now, lastly, we are all about hashtag girl power here on a wrestling gal. So is there any female in your personal or professional life that inspires or empowers you the most? Probably just my mom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) She's the best. She's always like encouraged me throughout um, my whole life and especially my wrestling career. She still comes to nearly every show and supports me if it's like in Adelaide. And um, she's just always got my back. She's um, she's amazing. And I hope one day I can be as good as mum, like to my kids, if I ever have any, as she was to me. Oh, I love that. <laughs> Round of applause for your mom real quick. Mom. <laughs> yes, <laughs> definitely, definitely. She deserves it. <laughs> Now, before I let you go, can you please tell the listeners where they can find you on all your social medias? So on Instagram and Twitter, it's Savannah Summers with fives instead of S's. (laughs) Um, And then you've got YouTube, Miss Savannah Summers and Facebook, just Savannah Summers. Well, thank you so much for joining me today, Savannah. It's been a lot of fun. Thank you so much for having me. It's been great.